BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, my loves. Welcome back to the Balanced Blonde Podcast, Soul on Fire. So these are some interesting times that we are living in. And first of all, I just wanted to offer up my support and my love to anyone who's feeling the collective anxiety or who is feeling not themselves and going through the ringer with just everything that we're dealing with, which is so different from what we are used to in every sense of the word. So I am recording this about a week before it will go live and I will tell you guys why. So I have no idea what's going to take place over the next week with coronavirus or with the quarantine or the social distancing or the isolating at home or anything else. All I know is what's happening now, which is Wednesday, March 18th. I know you guys are going to hear this next week and I know what we're all experiencing right now is wild. So I honestly didn't feel right putting out the episode that I was planning on putting out this week. I'm going to have that one go out next week. Last week, we had the beautiful Kenzie Burke on the podcast, and I was really happy to offer an episode that was just not about what's going on in the world and to offer a distraction and a day brightener and a sense of normalcy for everyone listening but I didn't really want to do that two weeks in a row. I also wanted to just keep this podcast really close to what's going on currently and also continue bringing you guys the high vibes while talking about something that feels very timely and talking about anything else at this point doesn't really feel totally right to me. That said, next week, podcast will come out as usual with our guest, Jenna Zoe, one of my best friends, all about human design. So it'll be, I think, our fourth episode together on human design. So as you can imagine, we go very deep and I hope you guys are excited about it. We talk about all the different types. Um, And it's going to be... It's one of my favorite episodes basically ever recorded. So I'm excited for that to come out next week. However, this week, I just wanted to talk about timely stuff and share what's going on and share my thoughts. 
and hopefully continue to raise the vibration around what's going on and also share another meditation as I shared a meditation in last week's impromptu solo episode. If you haven't heard it yet, I highly recommend listening to it, the meditation portion especially. So I'm going to share another meditation in this episode, talk a little bit about how I feel this period of time is happening for us and not to us, just like basically everything I've learned through having Lyme disease and living with a chronic illness for the last three years. So I think a lot of people will be able to relate to all that. So first, I'll tell you guys why I decided to do it this way, decided to record this episode and then release it a week or you know, record it now and then release it in a week, even though I don't really know what's going to be going on with the virus in a week. Um, and that's because in two days from now, I'm actually headed into a 30-day water fast, which is something... This will be my third time doing it. It's a very alternative but effective treatment for Lyme disease. I have never done it quite long enough to actually eradicate the Lyme in my system, but that is my current goal. So I've been trying to carve out a 30-day period to do a long enough water fast that could kill the Lyme for a while now. And I was looking at maybe doing it in June or July, basically planning it around my friend's weddings and bachelorettes and bridal showers and trying not to miss any important events in people's lives. Not to mention my career and all the podcast episodes and everything else that are scheduled and events. And the wild thing is, as you all know, because of what's going on, everything has been canceled and or postponed. So this month coming up in April, I was supposed to be going to a bridal shower for one of my best friends in San Francisco and then going to Whistler, Canada at the end of April for one of my very best friend, Danielle's um, bachelorette party. And I feel terrible for for my friends who have these incredible life events where everything is getting pushed off. But I know everything's going to happen in divine timing and we're still going to celebrate and it's still going to be amazing. It's just not going to be in April. So because of all of this unexpected downtime, not to mention every single one of my podcast guests, canceling, rescheduling, etc. And if they're not canceling, I'm canceling because I have a compromised immune system and can't be around pretty much anyone right now unless it's out of complete necessity. So because of all this unexpected downtime from both work and from all the other events that were going to be taking place, this seemed like the perfect time for me to do a longer water fast. So I'm going to be doing one at a medically guided facility. So if you guys follow me closely, you know that in the past, I've done longer water fasts at True North Health Center in Santa Rosa, California, which is Northern California, about two and a half hours from Sacramento, where I'm from. So my parents would visit me a lot, even though it was a long drive. This time I've actually found a medical facility to go to that is in Southern California. So I'm only going to be about 45 minutes or an hour away from home in LA. So Jonathan can visit me, which is really important and pertinent during this time because 
I'm going to need my husband to get through this. And I know he's going to need me. There's a lot going on in the world right now. And with Jonathan's business, he runs several Orange Theory Fitness studios at this point. Um, I believe he and his team run about 40 or 50 studios. So as you can imagine, things are very crazy for him right now. And I really didn't want to abandon him during this time and go away, even if it's for something as important as my health. So I wanted to be close enough where we could still see each other. Because when I go to True North, I am very far and he can't see me at all, really. So this, I'll be closer. We'll see how it goes. I'm going to be medically guided. So my vitals are going to be checked twice a day. There will be doctors around me at all times. It's very safe. People think it sounds so extreme and parts of it maybe are extreme, but it's also a very safe way to heal. The doctor who I'm doing the fast with, he actually guided a woman who has Lyme disease or sorry, who had Lyme disease and all of the same symptoms as me in a 23-day fast and she completely healed. Um, Lyme was eradicated from her system and she could not possibly be doing better now. And yeah, Lyme disease was killed and she uh, she wrote about it. She shared about it. She shared all these different studies about how water fasting can kill not only Lyme, but also co-infections, Babesia, Bartonella, mold, heavy metals, a lot of the co-infections that Lyme comes along with. So I'm extremely hopeful. I know that I'm going to heal while I'm water fasting. And if you guys follow me, then you know, I believe it's all about the belief. So having the belief that you're going to heal, that's the number one key to healing. That's how we heal. That's how we manifest healing and health in our lives, which is what I'm going to get into in this episode too, about coronavirus and everything else that we're dealing with. But it's so closely intertwined with having a chronic illness. Um... So I'm going to keep you guys very posted, very updated. I have, um, I'm going to be doing, I hope, a podcast episode with the doctor from the fasting center where I'll be staying so that you guys can learn about fasting from a medical perspective and a scientific perspective. And he can offer so many more details about all of that than I can, but I can talk from personal experience and we know I could talk about personal experience all day. So before we dive into this episode about all sorts of things, coronavirus, chronic illness, how intertwined it all is, tips, meditations that I have for you guys, I wanted to thank our sponsor for today's episode, the lovely and the beautiful Go Macro. So first of all, if you are not aware, you can use the code BLONDE for 30% off plus free shipping of all Go Macro products, which is such a good deal, you guys. I think it's incredible and it's such a kind offer from their brand. So they have so many different amazing flavors that are all vegan 
and raw, gluten-free, kosher, non-GMO, soy-free, certified organic. So they're very TBB approved. And they have a brand new flavor that I think everybody needs to know about that is double chocolate and peanut butter chips. So it basically tastes like a peanut butter cup, but it's so healthy. It's a blend of protein-rich peanuts, fair trade vegan chocolate, creamy organic peanut butter, and their very own house-made peanut butter chips, which is honestly the best part. So yeah, as you can imagine, it's a take on a classic peanut butter cup, but it's so healthy. Pro tip, if you heat it up in the oven, it tastes like a cookie. It's like so warm and gooey and so delicious. I love seeing you guys tagging me on Instagram, trying the Go Macro Bars for the first time, or even if you've tried them before. I love to see that you guys are enjoying. So go to gomacro.com and use the code BLONDE for 30% off and free shipping. Enjoy. And now we'll kind of just get into this episode. So to start, first, I kind of just wanted to start by sharing my perspective on all of us staying inside and being in quarantine for the next however long or social distancing or whatever the proper terminology is, depending on what you are dealing with specifically. And I really truly think even though this is coming for such a unfortunate reason, not a positive reason at all that there are huge positives in the situation and very similar to what I had to learn with living with Lyme disease, which was not a fun diagnosis to get. And it's been a really difficult three years of being very ill. I ended up seeing that Lyme was happening for me and not to me and that the gifts that I could receive from Lyme if I was open to receiving rather than wallowing in self-pity feeling negative all the time, having a very woe is me, why me mentality. If I could get out of that and breathe and live and just accept that this was my life as I knew it and also speak to my higher self and go inward in a very spiritual sense to ask my higher self and spend the time doing so, what is this teaching me and what do I have to learn from this situation? Then I was able to see the gifts. So I feel very similar, similarly about coronavirus and our quarantine and being inside and this self-isolation that's happening. If you really sit quietly, and I'm actually going to give you guys a chance to do this right now, just to make sure that you take the time to do it and ask yourself, your higher self, your very, very powerful, all-knowing, all strong, calm, detached, not anxious, higher self, what the positives in all of this are. Just kind of give yourself a quiet moment and see what comes through. And I, even though I've done this multiple times over the last week, I'm going to do it right now as well. So get quiet, close your eyes, take a deep breath, call upon your higher self, your angels, your guides, Pleiadian light beings, if you feel a connection to the cosmic realm. And just quietly ask, what is this happening for? What are the gifts? What are the lessons that we are here to learn? And just, I'll give you some time to listen to what might come through. 
If nothing's coming through, that's okay too. Maybe it's just a feeling or a color or a vision. So you can continue listening. You can also pause if you're still listening. If not, I will just speak and tell you what I saw, what I heard come through. So what I heard was that this is a collective purge. And this is not talking about the deaths. I would never speak of a human life that way. It's a collective purge in the sense that we are being called to step up and take care of the earth and take care of ourselves in a whole new kind of way. So we've known for a long time that the earth is in trouble. Um, Climate change, for one thing, is a huge indicator of that. Also, if you just think about the fact that 300,000 humans are born every single day and the amount of people inhabiting this earth that once was just the earth and had no humans and then had very few humans. And over the course of many years, here we are industrializing the entire world, turning the earth into something for our benefit, for our gain. And that's not all of us. A lot of us are trying to live consciously and do the opposite. But even if we eat vegan and recycle and compost and... um get friendly, earth-friendly or cars and try not to commute very much or try not to take airplanes very much or however it is that we contribute. Regardless, we are humans. We live in this world. We have computers. We have technology. Most of us are using cars. Most of us are getting on airplanes. Most of us at some point in our lives have been on a big boat or cruise ship or whatever it may be. We are humans and we're having a human experience and even if we're conscious and even if we really don't mean to be doing anything wrong and we're not doing anything wrong, the earth is speaking back to us. The earth is speaking back to us. The earth has something really, really strong to say. And so when I get quiet and I ask my guides and my higher self, what is the greater purpose all in all of this and what is going on and why is this happening and how is this happening for us rather than to us? They're telling me this is a collective purge in the sense of the earth. The earth is purging what she can no longer handle. And so ever since I've done plant medicine, ayahuasca and psilocybin, which are things that you can listen to in previous episodes that I've talked quite a bit about. I have two episodes dedicated to ayahuasca, some of the most life-changing experiences I've ever had. Actually, the most life-changing experiences I've ever had then I started to really view the earth as as um, a personality. So I call the earth a she because she is so much. She is very motherly. She's very grandmother grandmotherly. And when you think about the way that we take care of our grandparents or our mothers when they become older, think about the earth in that way. And think about how often we are not doing that. And even if you as a person are doing that, think about how the general public and collective is not doing that. So the earth is is speaking back by kind of creating this collective purge so that we are forced to listen. So the way that this reminds me of living with Lyme disease, well, first of all, is in every way. And I think anyone listening who has a chronic illness, whether it be Lyme disease or something similar, very much knows 
this to be true that when I was starting to get sick, so my body was starting to get affected with the symptoms of Lyme disease several years ago now, I didn't listen. I didn't want to listen. I kept living my life. I didn't want to listen. I turned a blind eye. I wanted to keep living and growing my business and going out with my friends, traveling, enjoying life, drinking, um, eating whatever foods that I wanted, even though I've always loved healthy foods, just kind of eating whatever I wanted without putting too much thought into it. But most of all, I refused to slow down. I absolutely refused to slow down. I was moving at such a rapid pace constantly. And when my health started to break down, I just didn't want to believe it to be true. I didn't want to believe that I would have to slow down in a huge way, step away from my business, take time off, step away from this podcast, which if you've been listening for a while, then you know that I did. I did that last year and step away from so many things, miss huge life events of some of my friends who I love very dearly, um, miss out on nearly every family event for both my family and my husband's family for the last two years. And even when I go somewhere, even when my body is well enough to travel, I have to get in bed the moment that I arrive to a place and give myself a lot of rest. I can't just hop around the way that I used to. I used to call myself an energizer bunny who didn't even know what it felt like to be tired or to be sick. Um, well, I knew what it felt like to be sick. I didn't know what it felt like to be tired at all because I would just, if I was flying to New York, I would have dinner plans that night that I landed and then I would have plans to go out afterwards and then I would have, then I would probably be with someone after that and then I would sleep for a while, but I would have so many work meetings set up for the morning and the next day and on and on for however many days that I was there. And then I would do the same thing the moment that I got back to LA. So this is how I lived my life always for my entire life until I got very sick. And then even after I got very sick until I finally started to listen. And so this was my body. This was my higher self. This was the universe speaking to me and reminding me that I absolutely had to listen and I absolutely had no choice. And beyond my body reminding me about this, it was also my soul and my angels and in a very spiritual sense, people who listen to this podcast, they know, you guys know, I have become a very open channel for for channeled messages and to speak. I speak to people who have passed away just as frequently as I speak to people who are still on this earth. And that channel, in order for it to open, I had to slow down and I had to listen and because I wasn't listening and because I was basically acting like a stubborn child who didn't want to let go of the ways that I live and my current way of life and all the comforts of life that I was attached to and social events and everything else, my health had to break down in a real big way in order for me to listen. Something small was not going to get my attention Whereas I know other people in my life who have these channeled gifts, channeling gifts, who, yes, maybe they had a breakdown of some sort and it, it comes through for different people. 
in all different kinds of ways, but maybe they started listening sooner than I did. So their health didn't have to break down so radically, so drastically, so intensely in such a big way. And um, for me, that's what had to happen. And if I'm being completely honest, it's probably still happening because in many ways, I think there are ways that I could certainly be listening deeper and be spending a lot more time in my in my spiritual practices and in my meditations and doing the things that I know have made me feel have made me feel quite a bit more in tune so I could still be doing a much better job with that and that's another reason why I'm water fasting um for the next potentially 30 days we'll see how long my body ends up holding up here because I'm going to continue to listen. So this reminds me of the coronavirus spreading so widely because the earth had to do something very drastic in order for us to listen, where it's been showing us in these small ways, ways that have slowly, slowly, slowly changed over time and are slowly, slowly, slowly impacting our life. But things that are a very big deal, like global warming and the fact that On the East Coast this year, the winter was not even very cold compared to how it usually is. And these things that we notice and we talk about, and of course, there are some people out there who are are spending all of their efforts researching this and getting the word out. But most of us, we kind of just go on as normal because it's really uncomfortable not to. So this coronavirus was a way, I believe, and my higher self believes for us to actually wake up and listen to what's really, really going on. Because now we're, we're in our homes. Um, nothing is going on as usual. I mean, my assistant and I have been cracking up, just kind of watching things, watching people and how they're acting. And I'm sure we're acting this way too in certain ways, but with all my podcast interviews being postponed, all of my work meetings and obligations, everyone is emailing me and my team saying, okay, well, let's reschedule. How about the first week of April? What does the first week of April look like for you guys? Or how about the second week of April? And we have been, um, not in a disrespectful way, but kind of like laughing, just thinking like, why does everyone think that in the first week of April, everything's going to be changed and everything's going to be better? And it's just because in this collective consciousness kind of way, we are so used to the way things have been for our entire lives, our entire existences. And that's not how things are right now. And so we as humans have never lived through anything like this and we've never seen anything like this. So it's very deeply uncomfortable for us to notice and to see that actually in two weeks, in four weeks, maybe even in eight weeks, things are not going to be back to normal. So that's something for all of us who have businesses that we're going to have to think about. Like me, for example, as a very, very, very strict rule, I do not do virtual interviews on the podcast. I don't think they sound as good personally. I have the luxury of living in a big city that a lot of people pass through, that a lot of people live in. So I've basically been able to do almost all of my interviews in person. And when I don't do them in person, I notice and I don't think they sound as good. 
So anyway, everyone's been asking for virtual interviews because of this time. And so I'm going to have to start thinking about whether that makes sense for me as an immune compromised person. Um, because I'm not, you know, planning on being around people anytime soon. And, um, I mean, the greater public, I'm definitely around my husband and my family right now. Um, so we, that's one way that I'm going to look at maybe my business changing a little bit for the time being, but also maybe this is a call. Actually, no, my higher self and the Pleiadians are speaking to me right now and they're telling me this is not actually a call to do more virtual interviews unless I feel called to with certain people, but it's actually a call to do more solo episodes, which is what my trusted friends and guides have been telling me for a very long time. So Kelsey Patel, my dear friend who's been on the podcast many times, she told me close to three years ago that she was intuitively feeling like solo episodes were what I needed to do for my health to not be expending my energy with so many other people and conducting interviews and that I was really supposed to be more sharing from my heart. And then other people, people who I work really closely with, mediums who I love, this medium who has recently become one of my mentors and kind of like a spiritual coach in my life, um, sees me doing the same thing. So I could go on and on and on and on about that. Um, that was just a cool message that download that kind of just came through about how this is working for me um, and not to me. But I also, I kind of want to take a pause before I tell you guys what I saw when I closed my eyes, which was like this beautiful yellowish, like golden light that was very gorgeous and beautiful. I wanted to take a pause and say, I really want to make every, every, every effort for this episode and everything I share about what we're going through right now to never come off as disrespectful to people who are suffering in any way, whether they're sick with coronavirus, which is terrible and my heart goes out to those people, or whether they've lost their jobs, which I have seen firsthand with many of my friends and people that I care about and also watching Jonathan run a 600 person business and see how this is affecting him and the people that he works with and the people that he loves. Um, Watching the economy crash and friends of mine be affected in huge ways, people who own houses and things that luckily knock on wood at this point, I I am not personally in that position because I can only imagine the stress and I'm feeling the stress. I've had a lot of brand partners pull out of our partnerships right now because some of these are small family businesses that simply can't make it work to continue with our contracts right now. So I I just wanted to tell you guys, I'm feeling it. Everybody's feeling it. I know I'm in a very privileged position and I'm going off to water fast in a way to kind of shut myself out from a lot of this collective anxiety that I'm soaking in. And you can read my recent blog post that went up Um, At this point, it'll be about a week ago about a huge panic attack I had when I was out grocery shopping and soaking in the collective fear where I was blacking out and getting dizzy and seeing spots. And then I haven't spoken this anywhere else yet, but I woke up the next day freaking out and calling my Lyme doctor and completely convinced that I had the coronavirus and 
basically working myself into a tizzy just because a lot of my Lyme symptoms are very similar to what people with the virus start to experience. So um, I just wanted to say, I don't ever want to be insensitive. I know that there are people out there who live paycheck to paycheck and are struggling to make ends meet and support their families and buy food right now. And if you are one of those people, please send me a DM on Instagram or an email to jordan at thebalancebond.com so I can be aware of your situation and in any way, shape or form, try to help you or get the word out so that someone who lives nearby you might be able to help you. Or if you are elderly or know any elderly people who need help, please let me know. Because even though I have a very spiritual take on all of this, and I do believe that this is the earth speaking to us and that we are here to see the why in the situation and to know that this is happening for us and not to us, I know that this is having serious repercussions all over the place. My my dad, many of you know, Byron is 73 and I've been worried completely ill about him. Um, even though he's fine, he's healthy. He's healthier than me, you guys. He, As he reminded me on the phone, he was like, you are at risk, Jordan, but I'm not at risk. And I'm like, okay, amazing. I mean, it's true. I have a compromised immune system. He's 73, but he functions more like a 45 or 50 year old. Thank God. Um, my mom had the flu last week. We were really worried about her. I was actually with her. So I know people are being impacted by this in so many different ways. And yes, my spiritual take on it is is how I view everything in the world, which is that nothing bad is happening if we don't if we don't view it as bad. Because what I've learned from channeling and also from my experiences with healing and plant medicine and opening up to other realms and kind of living on a different planet, to be honest, which isn't something to brag about. It's hard. It is hard to really not be human. And I always joke and say, I'm not from here and use the alien emojis and all that, which is true. But it's very hard to live on this earth when you feel that way. But the benefit is that I can share with you guys kind of what I feel from a different realm perspective. And what I feel and see so clearly right now is that um, or actually always, is that nothing is bad if we don't let it be and if we don't view it as bad. Because honestly, in the grander scheme of our eternal souls, we don't understand, we don't, we don't know what is out there and what is bad and what is good. And that's why when people say, I had someone write to me on Instagram saying, Jordan, there are people who are dying, which first of all, was such an ode to Kourtney Kardashian way back early seasons of the Kardashians saying, Kim, there's people who are dying. And my mom and I were sending that back and forth to each other and cracking up because I am, I am, I am so compassionate for the people who are, who are suffering. I, my heart hurts so badly. It makes me ill to think about the people who are suffering, but the, on the other side of it, what I've been saying for a long time is who are we on this earth in these bodies? Who are we to know that dying is a bad thing? Who are we to know? And I'm not wishing that upon anyone or myself because we're here to experience this life, have the fullest, richest 
most positive, most beautiful human life that we can possibly have in these bodies. But who are we to know the people who suffer and then die are, um, that that's a bad thing. And I know I have a bit of a different viewpoint on that. And I feel comfortable sharing that with you guys because you guys are also of a higher vibrational, a very high vibrational mentality. And that's why also when people ask the questions, if if God is good and if the universe is good, then how are their children who are born sick? And, you know, because that's one of the saddest things you can think about. And what I think is those children are such beautiful, beautiful souls, such beautiful beings of light who come to this earth to teach others and to, they don't have a lot of karma to correct or any karma to correct. They're actually here and their souls signed up to teach others whatever the loved ones in their lives need to learn. Not to say that anyone deserves to go through pain and suffering, but maybe pain and suffering is not a bad thing in terms of our eternal souls. And you guys know, I always think in terms of eternal souls because I can see the strings, even when I look at people of past lifetimes and where they've been and where they were before this and where we go after this, who's to say where we go after this. But I know when I look at our eternal souls and when I talk to my higher self about all of this, that we as humans, we really are not to say what's bad and what's good. So I know that there's a lot of suffering out there but perhaps the suffering needs to happen because we are all here to learn something. And the people who are suffering the most and are the most vulnerable right now, maybe they have something to learn in an eternal soul kind of way. And maybe those of us who have more to give, maybe we have something to learn being there for our neighbors and our friends and giving the resources and our platform and whatever we can give to make the world a better place during this time. So to get into my next thought, what I also saw when I closed my eyes and spoke to my higher self about what is the why and all of this was like that very pretty golden light, which I very much feel is the sun, the sun shining down and reminding us that everything's going to be okay the earth is going to be okay. Mother nature knows how to work herself out. Mother nature knows how to shine the light and the positivity and also how to rise from the darkness and to let go of the darkness is um, is what I'm really seeing. So to have faith and to know that our universe is so strong. Mother earth is so wise, so much wiser than we are. And nature will work itself out. So that's what I saw when I closed my eyes. Would definitely be curious to hear what you guys saw. And then before I get into the meditation, I wanted to just talk a little bit more about how I feel having Lyme disease has prepared me for this time and kind of some just some tips and some different thoughts and musings that I have for you guys on that note. So when I first started living um, a much more slowed down life where I realized it was no longer in my best interest to make multiple different plans in one day or even in one week. When I realized when I was definitely at the height of my sickness, I was only able to spend time with other people maybe once or twice in a week. And those times had to be very separated. So like a Monday and then a Friday or a Tuesday and then a Saturday or something like that. It couldn't be 
one day after the other. And it certainly couldn't be in one day. And this was coming from a person who is extremely social. I always joke, but it's true that from the age of like 12 to 25, I didn't spend one second alone ever. And for all of college, I was literally never alone ever um, sharing a room. I didn't even have my own bedroom and I was never alone and I liked it that way. So to go from that to living alone, which was my choice and something that I loved very much, but it also coincided with getting sick with Lyme disease, living alone with Hudson, my cat. So I was never truly alone um, and getting used to not being able to be around people, not even my family, not even Jonathan a lot, who was my boyfriend at the time, now my husband. I had to learn a lot and I had to learn that the phrase become your own best friend is truly the biggest gift that you could ever give yourself. And I did become my own best friend during those years. And I'm not totally out of those years yet. So I still live that way a lot of the times. And yes, I'm able to do a lot more now and be around people more. And I do feel that I'm healing. And I know this water fast will bring me to new levels of healing. Becoming my own best friend was the greatest gift I ever gave myself. And now I see that because the earth has spoken and we are home and we are doing what we need to do to keep other people safe and to not get sick ourselves and to not get our loved ones sick, we have the chance to do the same thing now. And I always would look around at other people in my life and think, if only they were forced to go inward the way that I have been forced to. And I always felt that at some point, other people will be in their own way. And I never thought that it would be all at once. And I also never wished for anyone to get sick or to be forced in that way. But I knew that at some point, everyone would have to have that kind of come to God moment uh, is what I call it, or come to universe, come to karma moment. Um, when you realize that at the end of the day, what you have is you and being in close connection with yourself and being comfortable with yourself is all we really have. And so to not worry so much about our outer appearances and our plans and what other people think and always being out on a Friday night or always being so productive at work and defining ourselves by our roles in society, our roles as business owners, CEOs, if you're in college, being in a specific sorority, all these things, we are always defining ourselves outside of ourselves. And when I got sick with Lyme disease, I had to stop doing that. I did not have that option anymore. The only option I had was to be my own best friend. And then I also saw I had the gift of seeing, okay, who's really there for me? And trust me, you guys, at the time, it did not feel like a gift because I felt like I was extremely disappointed left and right, noticing people in my life who didn't step up, who didn't show up, who were were not there for me in my darkest times because they didn't know how to be. So I've also done a lot of forgiveness and no, no one did anything wrong. But then the gift was I saw who did step up. And when I saw who did step up, I really learned who in my life do I want to spend my energy, my precious energy on? 
um, doing anything for them. And because I'm the kind of person, if I love someone, if they're my friend, I will do anything for them. I will go to the ends of the earth for them. Um, And so I learned that maybe I was going to the ends of the earth for people who wouldn't, who wouldn't do so in return to me and starting to level up my friendships and my, my relationships. And also relationships is huge. I would go to the ends of the earth for ex-boyfriends in my life who were pretty horrible to me. And to up-level, to be with someone like Jonathan, who honestly puts me to shame. He is such a good person. I don't even come anywhere near near to what a good selfless person Jonathan is. I know that this whole sickness and the purging of other things in my life and people and business opportunities and whatever else up-leveled my relationship, which is now my marriage, my friendships, um, my family relationships, my business, my spiritual connection, and everything else, everything that my life touches. And this is coming from one of the darkest experiences in the world where I felt like I was living under a cement blanket and that my brain was wrapped in cement and cellophane and I couldn't think and it was terrible. That's how I felt for so many years. And to find the positive in all of that and to know that that was a gift and that was my awakening and that was my call to becoming who I truly am and stepping into my soul and my deepest soul's work. Nothing in the world could be better than that. So I now see all of this reflected in the world with what's happening now and with all of us having to self-isolate. And I know it's really scary and I know it can be really triggering. And for me, it was really triggering at first too, because I've just recently started to be able to do more. And I had all these plans in place for April. Like I said, I had travel plans. I had work plans. I had every weekend planned out. And it was like the universe rained down to tell me, nope, you might think that you have plans, girl, but you do not have plans. And it was such a positive reminder because again... I was slipping into my old patterns and my my old ways of being. So I encourage you to look into your patterns, your habits, your ways of being, the way that you um, interact with the world and with the people in your life. And I just highly encourage you to notice where you can purge because maybe what my higher self is saying is that the collective purge can also happen individually in our own lives. Um, and to really take a look at all of that. So noticing that this is happening for us and not to us. I also wanted to read, you guys may have seen this quote um, because it's really floating around social media right now, but it's so beautiful. It made me cry the first time that I saw it. It's by Kitty O'Meara, who I looked it up. Correct me if I'm wrong. I believe Kitty O'Meara is a writer who passed away many years ago. So she was ahead of her time. Um, if I'm wrong about who this author is, please correct me. But this is what she wrote. And the people stayed home and read books and listened and rested and exercised and made art and played games and learned new ways of being and were still and listened more deeply. Some meditated, some prayed, some danced, some met their shadows and the people began to think differently. 
and the people healed. And in the absence of people living in ignorant, dangerous, mindless, and heartless ways, the earth began to heal. And when the danger passed and the people joined together again, they grieved their losses and made new choices and dreamed new images and created new ways to live and heal the earth fully as they had been healed. So that hit me deep. It was so beautiful what she wrote, just knowing that the earth gets a chance to heal when we take the time to heal and all the fragmentation in the world, all of the ways that we've come apart, all of the ways that we look for security in others, all of the ways that we panic in a state of crisis and that we've detached from humanity and empathy and compassion and our heart space and the earth, all of these ways we are being called to wake back up and tap back in. So really, this is a call for peace because if you can find the peace in chaos, then you have everything. And it's almost like the universe is gifting you the opportunity to be home. And how many of us dream of free time at home, either alone or with the people that we love. We never get that. I mean, we have moved so far away from what it means to live in concordance with the earth. And and yeah, that just channeled through because I don't even know if concordance is a word. I think it is. I don't know, but I've never used that word before. So on that note, I'm going to get into a meditation. Let's get into it. I'm going to join you guys. So get comfy, cross your legs, sit up straight, close your eyes, feel the crown of your head reaching up to the ceiling and then to the sky as if there is a cord of white light wrapping around your spine starting at your tailbone, reaching all the way up past your shoulder blades, through your neck, through your head, passing your third eye, bursting with light out the top of the crown of your head, reaching all the way up, connecting you to the sky, to the cosmos. And then imagine that light reaching down from your tailbone into the core of the earth, through the floor, through the, through the soil, all the way into the center of the earth, Mama Gaia supporting us, Mother Earth, our grandmother taking care of us, rocking us in her loving arms. Imagine that Mother Earth smiles at you and you can see her fully and see that huge smile spreading across her face as she holds you and rocks you and cares for you, reminds you that you are safe, you are held, you are not alone. And whatever you're feeling right now is completely justified and fair. And she holds you and reminds you that everything's going to be okay and everything has always been okay. And she reminds you that you are strong. You have the strength of your ancestors running through you. You are so cared for, so loved. 
and everything is happening in such divinity. And now she's asking you to go deeper into your body, feeling your sitting bones melting into the earth now as you feel yourself sitting up tall. Feeling yourself almost as if you feel so light that you could float off of the earth. Any pain in your body starts to melt away. Shoulder blades melting down your back, maybe rolling them a few times if you feel any pain. And as you go deeper into your body, connect with your heart space. And also connect with your solar plexus, center of the abdomen, where we hold so much of our energy, where we connect with the world. Just feel into it. Feel into what you feel. The color of the solar plexus is yellow. It's located right in between your belly button below the rib cage. It is your third chakra. It symbolizes energy, intellect, the relationship with you, with you and the sun. The sun and our inner fire is so strong right now. As the sun shines down on the earth and on your skin and reminds you that we are so lucky to be alive. And even when it doesn't feel like it, we are so lucky to be alive during this wild time when things might feel a bit upside down and a bit challenging. The warmth of the sun, the yellow light radiating from your third chakra reminds you that you are safe, you are held, you are creative energy, infinite energy living in a human body right now. And then connect to your heart space. Feel into what your heart has been feeling today. And for the last couple of weeks, the color of your heart chakra is green. It is also called Anahata in Sanskrit. Your heart is related to your emotions. Sometimes our emotions can get blocked by negative energy that is unable to release from the body. So right now, breathe into your heart chakra. Notice any negative energy that pops up without judgment. Watch it move through your heart chakra and then release it into the earth back to where it came. Mother Earth, our very, very wise grandmother, she'll take it away from you. She'll transmute it and it is no longer yours. And think of any sort of negativity that's been swirling in your mind lately and just imagine yourself letting it go, transmuting through the heart into the earth dissolving, moving further and further away from you. And now, rather than focusing on anything negative, imagine something in your mind's eye that makes you happy. Someone you love, something you love. 
something that makes you feel so completely alive. And as you do so, feel your heart expanding and feel the energy in your solar plexus radiating throughout your body as you think about what you love and you feel so strong, so alive, so tapped in, just noticing and feeling into everything you love, feeling so alive and holding this thought as you breathe and you feel so awake, you are love. You are the embodiment of love. And coming back into your body, imagining that golden rod of light connecting you to the earth all the way up to the sky, to the cosmos. Begin to breathe a little deeper, placing one hand on your heart and one hand on your belly, feeling those colors, the yellow, the green, radiating into your hands. Feel welcome to stay here for as long as you'd like. And if you are ready, feeling free to blink open your eyes, maybe putting a smile on your face, channeling the smile of Mother Earth when she smiled at you in your meditation. (sighs) Deep breath to release, shake it out in the body. I want to thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. It was quite impromptu and spontaneous, but like I said, it just didn't feel right. Didn't feel right to release a regular episode or an interview during such uncertain times. And I want to continue to support you guys with meditations, high vibrations, messages from the earth, messages from the Pleiadians and from my higher self and my guides, and also empower you to know that you can always do the same. You can speak to your guides by talking to them in your mind's eye the way we did earlier in this episode or by writing to them and doing some automatic writing or by checking in. I'm going to be trying to do some Instagram lives during my water fast if I have the energy or who knows, maybe I'll be taking some time off to focus on my health. Um, I definitely encourage you to do what feels good right now. Focus on your health, focus on your body, become your own best friend. As we talked about in this episode, focus on your well-being. And also know that if you don't have the energy or the wherewithal to get anything done right now, that is fine. I see so much stuff flying around social media. People talking about productivity during this time, like this is a time to start writing that book or doing whatever project, please know that if you are not feeling called to doing that right now, that is fine because things are funky right now and however you choose to feel, however you do feel is right and perfect for you. So I wanted to give that reminder. Also just hope that the messages about Lyme disease and this coronavirus resonated because We, me, chronic illness people, we've been isolated in our own way for a long time. And if you know anyone with a chronic illness, maybe turn to them for advice because we have experience with this or maybe let them know that 
now that you're kind of seeing what it feels like that you feel for them. I know they would appreciate it. I know I would um, if someone were to say that to me and just be a good human, be kind, don't hoard toilet paper, all the things. Um, I know I got a little out there in this episode. It's totally okay if you don't agree with everything I've said or some of my philosophies on life and eternal souls. The beauty is we're all different. Um, And I hope that my viewpoints can introduce you to something new, if nothing else. And I love you all. I will update you on my water fast as it goes along. Wish me luck. And I love you. Also, I have a discount code for the Balanced Bond Digital Store right now. It's TBB Love. It's 11% off of everything in there for the time being. Just wanting to make everything more available and super, super affordable during this time. And yeah, I'm sending my love. Please let me know how I can support you. If you feel called to rate and review the podcast on iTunes, please do so and send me a screenshot to jordan at thebalancebond.com and I'll send you a free gift and thank you. And I'm just so grateful to have you listening. Don't ever forget that we are all in this together. Mother Earth loves you. She's sending love. Thank you to our sponsor, Go Macro. I use that code BLONDE to shop my favorite vegan protein bars. I'm really going to miss those during my water fast. And sending love, sending kisses. Stay in touch with me. I'm going to want all the fun combos and distractions during the water fast. So I love you all. Talk soon.